Saturday edition. Um, I might sound a little down because I, I got a couple things going. I got a, a, a sore throat, an ear infection, oh. and I'm using shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm using <laughs> I'm not using my regular microphone. So oh. uh, Mr. F, you know what? That's, that's what I said when I saw your boy <laughs> pick that stupid fight to end his career on. Uh, he's just doing it for the money. Just like you would say about certain other things. Uh, here we go. Anyway, here we go. Hey, hey, that's that's hey, on the we're agenda. Gonna, we're gonna talk about it. Yes, it's sir. On the agenda. Yes, it's sir. Agenda. Yes, sir. Okay, La- ladies and gentlemen, um, on today's show, we're gonna kick it off with uh, top ten IDPs for this upcoming season, and I know for a fact. I haven't talked to Jerry about it, but I know for a fact just because of the type of person he is. He's not going to agree with like, at least half of my list, but that's why I know IDPs. <laughs> you don't know that. He, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. You I, I don't know good, that. I got a feeling. I'm not. I'm not your blood, man. I'm not your blood. I don't disagree with you. <laughs> I don't just disagree with you with everything. <laughs> oh, that was, I liked the way you did that. I liked the way you did that. Um, but you all no, but you agree all the time, blood. So we'll see. No, I don't. No, I don't. Oh yes, you do. You're such a wuss. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I, no, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. At any rate, at any rate, let's let's talk about this here. Um so what baseball or are you gonna talk about what up? Well wait, wait, wait a minute. I'm I'm getting to it. I'm uh, sorry. Top 10 IDPs. This your show. And uh, thank you very much. Top 10 IDPs. And uh, we're going to talk about Alden Smith. We're going to talk about Alden Ooh. Smith. And, yeah. Yeah. And some of that, um, that situation, how that running uh, joke in the NFL is once Harbaugh left, everything turned into crap. And it it, it is. Spagnola. I mean, he's he he is a lamb. He is a lamb in a den of lions uh, in San Francisco, and he it's probably not, will it's not, not. It's not. It's not. It's not Spagnola, man. Not Spag. I'm sorry. Not Spag. Roman. Greg Roman. Um, Greg Roman. What are you talking about? What's the coach's name? That's how bad it is. What's the coach's name in San Francisco? The San Francisco Niner coach. You talking about? Yes. 
See, you don't even uh, know. Um, I'm See, trying you to don't even know. I'm trying to think of his freaking name now, man. Hold on a minute, man. Hold on a minute. I'm trying to think of okay. his freaking name, man. Whatever. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, at this point, uh, this is bad radio, but uh, he's not going to be he, – he's there for a year or two before they fire him, and everyone in their right mind will understand that it's not his fault. It's the fault of – it is the fault of – the organization and the lack thereof um, having the players uh, to complete the job. So people like Jerry who think the 49ers are going to be any good this year, they're going to oh, be not me. sad not me. Mistaken. Oh, yeah, you I'm gave not... them a good record. You gave them a, a decent record. I gave uh, them six and six, out... and six and ten, seven and nine, maybe. Yes. Maybe. Yes, that's a, de- that's a decent record compared to what they are that's... going to be, which are in the top – three in the draft, this upcoming uh, uh, NFL draft, which I believe is going to have them at three and 13, if not worse. So, you know, seven and nine is a very good record compared to a three and 13 record. But I digress. So, um, but that's on the docket, along with who cares to see Floyd Mayweather fight Berto at this point. Berto has lost three of his last six fights. Berto is not the thunder that he was in the past. He, you know, Floyd Mayweather, this, my son, Jerry, as you would say in UFC, uh, is a money grab. It's a money grab. Why put it on? Again, this man is only, only fighting Berto because he's guaranteed so much money for his wait pay minute. per view. Wait a minute. 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 Now, oh, how many times are you gonna say wait a minute? I mean, that's because like 20, wait a minute. until you, until you wait. Um, I didn't say anything. <laughs> everybody, everybody, including yourself, criticizes whoever Floyd fights. If he had lost, then it would have been a different story. But it wasn't the type of fight that you guys were anticipating. It wasn't the oh type of goodness. fight that you wanted to see when it was Pacquiao. Now, that's that's not Floyd's fault. That's not Floyd. Because what you were expecting, uh, no, no. And, 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 women, what you were expecting from Floyd Mayweather and what actually took place oh is wait, the way Floyd, Weather, uh, Floyd Mayweather fights. Now, it's not that just on Floyd. Fl- with, wait a minute. That has wait nothing to do with it, though. Yes, that it does. That, that the, 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 to do with it. Listen to me. Listen to what I'm saying here. What I'm also saying is this. Floyd Mayweather has fought champions um, consistently throughout the years. Consistently throughout the years. I mean, you can, you can say all that you want. The reason he's fighting Berto now is it's his last fight for one. Dollars. Wait a minute, it's his last fight. Wait a minute, let's just wait a minute. It's his last fight. Um, Berto is a, an exciting fighter, it's a very busy fighter compared to Pacquiao because Pacquiao couldn't. Well, what? Wait a minute, because Pacquiao couldn't, couldn't figure out Floyd, and that's what you got the type of fights you got. Versus Berto, is, who's, oh who's going to be that much more active. Now, just because you don't like the opponent, let me put it this way. You 
and everyone that hates Floyd Mayweather or dislikes him, I should say, would not be satisfied with any other opponent but probably Pacquiao fighting Pacquiao again. No, he, no. Again, you, you are wrong. Yet again. Okay, let me let me ask you. Let, let me ask you. Let me ask you this then: Who? What opponent? What opponent has he not fought or or, or supposedly he's dodged now? <laughs> Supposedly, he's dodged now that people want him to fight. Listen to me. No one said he dodged anyone. Okay. Uh, so I guess we're going to talk about this first because it's raising you brought it up in your in your in your, you in your dying hair. Listen, you brought it up. Listen, Floyd Mayweather has had several fighters that people would want to pay to go see as his last fight. Berto is nowhere near the caliber of Pac, first of all. Well, I'm asking, so, I'm asking, I, so, I so by asking you, who do you want I to fight? You. Who do you want him to fight? I, I understand that, but I'm, I'm going to debunk your theory before I get into who I would like to see him fight. Look who's, Berto, look who's who he fought. He's Berto, fought consistently fought champions. I'm not worried about, I'm not worried about who he consistently fought. I'm not, no one's debating that. What the problem is, this is your last fight. You're guaranteed thirty million dollars. It's You're his choice. Fight somebody that's lost. You're gonna fight somebody that has lost three of their last six fights, and not even close in those three. Did he? Um, did he show competitiveness? And yet you're gonna say he's he is um, gonna give a better fight than Pack, which I highly doubt. Second, let me ask you. Second, well, listen, Berto. Berto in his last fight, he couldn't even see. Say so battered and beat up. However, that has nothing to do with why this isn't a fight that anybody should really go out and buy. The problem is that Floyd is going to get his guaranteed money. Yep. Floyd is Floyd is going to be done. So why not just take a? I'm not going to say a cupcake, but why not just take somebody that's itching to make a name for themselves again? Who came out twenty-seven and zero, and has gone three and three in his last six? Got it. He's he's a name. He's a name. Now the problem that I see here is that people want to see uh, Triple G. They they'll even pay to see Khan. They'll even pay to see um, no contest. Neither neither one of those guys is going to be a contest. Floyd, listen to what I'm telling you. Now there's Berto, but here's 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 my point, and I agree with you. I agree with you. Neither would be because Floyd would be too defensive for them. Uh, Triple G is a just go straight ahead type dude, and I saw his stamina. He probably he'd go the distance with Floyd. However, he, uh, he wouldn't do as well as as probably Khan could do versus uh, Floyd, but. The, the point that I'm making is this. We can agree that that guy, I'm talking about Floyd, can beat pretty much a lot of people that are there. Anybody. We, we everyone. We, we, uh, whatever. There's a zero in his loss column for a reason. You oh, thought Pacquiao because, was going yeah. to wear him out and never did. Not he can't, didn't even well, come close. Made him look stupid. You know, here we go. Here we go. No, he didn't. What? But it, oh. the, the bottom line, the bottom line is that Uh-oh. everybody Uh-oh. 
Uh-oh. Like, everybody, don't even do it because it's still my show. Uh, Uh-oh. I know, I know what you're saying, uh-oh, for. But the point is, <laughs> the point is this. I might not can see it on my computer, but I know your, I know your tones. The point Uh-oh. is this. And we're not, you know what? You're not even going to do it because we're getting off this subject in a few seconds. Um, but, but the point, the, the point that I want to make, the point yeah, okay, that I want to make is this. I'm listening. Is that for a pay-per-view buy, a pay-per-view buy, mm-hmm. some people who are devout Floyd fans are going to watch him fight his last fight. Sure. For money, right? Those sure. that, that want to see those that want to see a fight instead of an exhibition of boxing, which is what Floyd does. He's excellent. He is the best boxer in the business. Well, I'm sure There's glad no, you acknowledge no that doubt. because because but it, he's not a fighter at all. The, the, he's the not last a fighter the, at all. Hey, he's a boxer. Here we go. He's a boxer. He go. gets in the ring, okay. and, and and his his whole um premise, his whole premise is to win the fight. Not to I, I, I please that. the people I that are watching that. the fight, not exactly. to placate exactly. to, to what, what people want him to do. He it, is uh, supposed to get in there and, and do the best way he can or find the best way he can to win the fight. I, listen, I understand that. And that's why I said he's the best boxer in the business for my entertainment value. And the last fight of his Don't career, watch it. supposedly... Don't. That, don't watch well, it. Oh, I don't plan it. I, I I don't plan on it. But again, you're you're that blood again. There you go. But the point is, the point <laughs> is he's waiting. He's waiting. I, the listen. The point is, is that <laughs> for me, as yeah. as as a person that wants to see him go out and yeah. and uh, that I want to spend my money on. If mm-hmm. I want to spend my money, right? If you want to get me as 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 a as a fan of 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 fighting or whatever, I want to see him fight somebody probably that he's going to defeat, but that will give him more of a challenge that people are itching or would love to see. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. And you probably wouldn't be, you probably wouldn't be be pleased with anybody because you're, you're, you're dislike of Floyd Mayweather, which is, which is fine. But, but uh, Floyd, but, but, but Floyd, from Triple from every ever since he turned time. pro, I told you that. Ever since he turned pro, and he's forty eight and O. Okay. He's fought, he's fought, and he's been smart about who he fights. And yeah, I think he's, he, I, 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 I think he's earned the right as an undefeated fighter, as an undefeated he, fighter yeah. to choose to choose to choose the person he wants to fight last before he rides off into the sunset. Oh. No one said he didn't. Listen, listen to what I'm saying to you. I mm. said it does not. Okay, let me clarify it because obviously you're not getting it. As I a get pay-per-view, it. You don't no, like as it. A pay-per-view, as a pay-per-view event. Don't be there. Right? I can see, Jerry, I already said that's not going to happen anyway. But if this was on CBS, NBC, uh, Prime Boxing, whatever, that uh mm-hmm. that that's called mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. I, I can buy that but right. it because it's going to be a fight that people are going to have to pay for 50 bucks 30 bucks whatever it is you know i i don't know what the price is for the for the viewing pleasure of the public or what it's going to be but 
you're guaranteed 30 mil, 300 mil, whatever it is, you're mm-hmm. you're going to you're going to take that fight, you're going to make your money, you're going to go away. Got right. it. Right. That's your right. deal. But 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 if an individual such as Birdo can give you the the type of fight that everybody wants and everybody is itching for, I can see it being a pay-per-view. But to me, you won't me, this you will, is a fight. This but is a you fight won't know that. Play. But you won't know that until they get into the ring. So, well, I mean, well, you, 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 could, history, you, you could... Based upon recent uh, history and the quality well, of opponent right? that he has fought. Right? Recently, and I'm talking about Birdo. Style make fights. Style make fights. Well, that... Style make fights. This isn't a good. You don't style know fight. that. However, you don't know that. Yes, Floyd Floyd yes, may get, a, get Floyd Mayweather uh, Mayweather may get in there. Now I'm I'm not saying that's going to happen, but you don't know that until the fight is there's actually in the ring facing each other. Floyd Mayweather well, may have the hardest time, and I'm just saying this. Floyd Mayweather may have the hardest time of his career fighting fighting Berto. Now history says that may not be the case, but you won't know until you get into to the uh, uh, ring. When they each other gets gets into the ring with each other, and they face each other, uh, what well, type of fight it's going to be? Everybody they anticipated a, a certain type of fight in uh, Floyd well, Mayweather Pac and and, uh, and Pacquiao, and it didn't yeah. turn out that way. Turned out completely exactly. different than what people anticipated. So exactly. all these people, including yourself, that are jumping on the wagon saying this is no fight, don't know that until the fight actually happens. Can However, I bring in your? Can I bring in your no, blood or what? No, because we're. We're about to go to a break, so we can come in after that. But uh, the the point is, last fight, be whoever it is. I'm not saying anybody's going to beat him at this point. I I, I did not say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't say that either. I would say I would say that if we're talking about style makes fights, based on what mm-hmm. you just said, yeah, this is no contest. You no don't know contest that whatsoever. You don't know if that. You're based upon style makes fights because he's a this both both fighters are polar opposites in their way of fighting. Way well, of fighting, that, polar opposites. However, we, we spent way too much time on this topic because I, I still got Well you bro- you broached it. Alden Smith. You, you, you broached know, it, you, you brought it up. I, you, you know you what? Because I was trying to tell everybody I was trying to tell everybody what we were gonna talk about. But since you're a dandra and you're like three strings of hair started to come up, I decided to go with it first. But what's going to happen is we're going to take That's a quick right. break. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. That's and all right. When we come back, are we playing we two back, or are we playing one? Two. Go with two. Um, okay. When we come back, when we come back, we're going to discuss the Alden Smith situation, um, which okay. will lead us into our top ten IDP linebackers for the NFL season. We're going to try to touch upon uh, also. The Hall of Fame um, induction ceremony, which should be happening later on today, right. um, leading to the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Minnesota Vikings in the Hall of Fame game uh, the following day. All this, ladies and gentlemen, and we're bringing your, your and we're bringing our guests. We have a caller in also. We'll bring yes, him in yes. too. Yeah, okay. we'll bring him into the conversation as well. But okay. uh, we this is all culminating in the beginning officially of the NFL season. Um, drafts are getting done, getting paid for, waiting for Jerry to pay his fee, plus my fee, of course, um, and others. 
so we can kick off our fantasy season just right. I can post the first video with the championship belt and stuff like that. But for all those wanting to hear the fantasy football information, it's coming. Just stick and stay with me. It's your boy FSP along with JTAT Money right here on Fantasy Sports and Politics, Saturday edition. We'll be back in two minutes. Looking for fantasy sports advice? How about informative conversation? Look no further as the Master Plan features two men that can help in both areas. Jerry, the Master Taylor, and Lance, the NFL exporter Goodman, provide you with a fantasy fix live every Sunday morning on the Master Plan at blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. You can listen at spotonradio.webs.com after the show as it streams 24-7, 365, and listen to other informative programs as well. That's the Master Plan, Sundays, 10 a.m. Eastern on blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K and streaming at spotonradio.webs.com. Information, motivation, variety, the master plan. Thursday night is the right time to kick back and listen to the FSP Crew Show as they break down the weekend sports and prepare you for Thursday night football. 8 p.m. Eastern, just before the game starts. Jerry the Master Taylor hosts the show with Jeff the Joker Goldberg and Mike the Bookie Monster Wright. The three gentlemen debate and discuss a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of everything on the FSP Crew Show every Thursday night on blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can listen at spotonradio.webs.com after the show as it streams 24-7, 365. And listen to other informative programs as well. Information, motivation, variety. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It's me, Smith, Mr. FSP, along with JTAT and Money. And you're listening to Saturday's edition of Fantasy Sports and Politics. Um, and, you know, there's, there's a situation in the world of sports where we have to sit back and think about a person as a person rather than a person as the athlete. Most recently, Alden Smith, formerly of the San Francisco 49ers, Unfortunately. Um, yes. Um, was arrested again for, uh, I believe it was alcohol-related incidents, and um, this time it was assault, I believe. Um, however, uh, it, this, is what, this is what it was, Victor. It was hit and run, vandalism. It was hit and run. Okay, and hit and run vandalism, and supposedly his third DUI. Um, he's denying yes. the DUI, DUI, um, but the hit and run um, over a parking spot and the vandalism of the dis- destruction of the vehicle that was in, in supposedly in, in his parking uh, parking spot. Um, co- uh, this all culminated with that, so. That's basically what took place, but I'm sorry for interrupting you. Go ahead. That's fine. That's fine, because I didn't have all the information, um, but I did know that there was the vandalism thing. I just didn't know to what extent it was. But here's the deal. 
you have players and people that are playing sports all their lives so they can get to the NFL and make millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Their brains are getting banged and heads are getting banged around in these metal cans and da 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 for our entertainment. Got it. Some people are able to deal with the success or failure of their pro careers um, with class and, you know, others can't. Others need interventions. Some take to these interventions and change their lives. Others don't. A person that's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame died. He killed himself, Junior Seau. And it was believed that he had um, a brain injury due to football. Um, And he, along with several others, uh, prominent football players killed themselves uh, and ask that their brains be studied because of, you know, the the symptoms and the things that they had going on with themselves. Now, I'm not saying Alden Smith has this brain issue. Some people have speculated that Alden Smith uh, might not be comfortable with who he is. That That's I've more read, like it to me. Well, that's the thing. I've read in many places, not just one source, but it's all speculation now that Alden Smith um, might be hiding the fact that he's gay and he's not open about it and he's not dealing with those issues as well as somebody like Michael Sam. Where'd you get that Um, from? It's a couple uh, places. One's a sports group that uh, I'm involved in. I invited you to it as well. Uh, And one was by a commentator. Um. It, it, it was, it wasn't stated that that was his belief. It was hinted, you know, that there might be alternative lifestyles. That's that's the term that was used. Mm-hmm. Um, that he might be uh, having conflict or issue with. Now, okay. regardless regardless of that, regardless of that, this young man has had a terrible three years of his life. San Francisco as a whole has been decimated by people retiring or, you know, injured or leaving the team or whatever the case that it's to the point where you're trying to figure out who will start for them. 13, 14 starters left. That's my point. And you have one of the biggest ones. You have one of the biggest ones, Navarro Bowman, coming off a year-long injury yep. recovery. Yep. Now, I still think he's going to be awesome because he he was when they didn't have much. But at the same time, you know, what's around him now? You know, there, there was an issue that Alden Smith wasn't that good to begin with. It was only because Justin Smith was there that Alden Smith was successful. Now... That may be true, may not be true, but Alden Smith has no job now. Ten million out the window. Out the window, gone. Ten million. No one, no one will touch him with a ten foot pole. No way. Even though he has the talent. No way. It's like, yeah. And I look at Mr. Blackman down in Jacksonville. 
They're trying to recoup some of the money they gave him. Exactly. And the GM said Mm -hmm. he's done in Jacksonville. Yeah. He hadn't even tried to uh, uh, get back in the league. No. So, but when he does, he, he's not gonna be a Jacksonville Jaguar. Well, I mean, he he's been away a couple of years now, so it's not like a um, he, how how far have your uh, skills eroded? Uh, we still have Correct. a caller caller on the line holding on. What do you want to do? I, I got you. I got you. We're gonna bring him in. We're gonna bring him in. Okay. Um, because I want to get I want to get uh, his opinion on mm-hmm. on um on this situation. I only bring up. The Hold on, caller. We'll, we'll get to you. Uh, I only bring these two uh, situations up to you because Alvin Smith is going to, hopefully, hopefully he's not going to end his life or his career or his, uh, his ability to think rationally because what do, you, what do some of these players do once they leave the NFL? Some are successful with uh, commentating. Others, they go back home and have nothing but memories and their boys tell them what they used to be and who they used to be. And that'll play worse on someone's psyche than being in the NFL dealing with, you know, the media saying, okay, well, you're a bust or whatever. Because you can shun those people, but your boys, your family, the people that are supposed to be close to you, you know, the folks that you helped out with the money, now they're looking at you like, uh, you used to be, who are you? You know, you know, what's wrong with you? He's going to be alone. And his mental state, I wonder what his mental state is like. Because if there's speculation that there's a mental issue now, what happens when he doesn't go back to the NFL? We just saw Ray Rice, you know, give a passionate plea about how he's, for, you know, he's dealt with his issues and da-da-da-da-da, and still nobody wants to touch him for domestic violence. I don't know. Well, real quick, because uh, this is the last topic before we get to our top 10 IDPs. Let's, let's bring in uh, my cousin and uh, have a, a three-way conversation, a brief three-way conversation He's about, in. Okay. About, you know, Alden Smith, Justin Blackman, and all these guys that are in the NFL or in sports in general and just squandering it for whatever reason. So that's the question, Mike. What are your thoughts about Alden Smith and people like Alden Smith that are squandering their, their opportunities for whatever issues? And it, is it a, do you see it as a mental thing or do you see it as just a uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking it's a mental. What do you think it is? Uh, first off, let me say this: there is not a fighter on this planet oh, that will satisfy any type of delusional thoughts by a lot of people, such as my cousin from Floyd Mayweather, to fight. He could fight. Well, not, he could fight okay, Gennady. About that, we could. He could fight. Yeah. Well, I didn't get a chance to say it, so I'm gonna say it now. I didn't. Oh, um. Even if he fought Gennady Golovkin and he would win, and you, y'all still would not be satisfied. The man generated something like $600 million off of this last fight. And if if 
that wasn't enough to uh, get you to spend your money on uh, uh, the pay-per-view model that they're trying to blow up, which they ultimately did this la- that last time. Okay, I got then it. I mean, never, I already then, you'll ne- then you'll never, then you'll never be a fan. Okay, you'll I, never be a fan. I, I, I never you said I will always be. You will always right. You will all right. You will always be a hater. So let's just never let's just put it right there where, where it is. Just, you will let's always talk about be Alden a hater. Alden Smith, Justin Blackman, and what's my man Josh Gordon? I, that's who I wanted to talk about too. Josh Gordon. They not These worth, are they, players. They, none of them are really. None of them are really worth talking about, for real. Alden Smith is not is not worthy of any type of conversation. I mean, I don't even know where you got this whole that whole thing about him probably being gay. That's that that's like some internet backroom chat talk. That's just ridiculous. But he ain't even worth it because really, ultimately, I I still blame the NFL for this. Ultimately, and, and especially Ray Rice, I totally blame them. See, you can't. You can't get in front of stories like this. You can't. But Roger Goodell constantly wants to do this. And you're going you're gonna to keep seeing carnage like this. The carnage has not stopped. We had a conversation on this very show last year, and I talked about all the carnage that the NFL has made year in and year out. Year in and year out. This dude ain't no different. Well, how do I say that? You had this coach come out talking about, yeah, uh, he's not going to be alone. Slim, really? How you going to talk on one side of your mouth and say that this dude is not going to be alone and cut him at the same time? These people are ridiculous. They're getting more and more ridiculous by the moment. But they keep trying to play play PC politics in, in and on TV when they should not get involved. They should okay, not so get involved. If you're going, if you're going to stand, hold on. I don't need you to clarify anything I'm saying. I'm talking. No, I'm not clarifying. If nothing, you go, if I'm, you, I, if you listen, go, I'm not clarifying. If you go, if you go, Michael, Michael, listen. I'm just asking you. I'm trying to finish my answer. I got you. I'm trying to finish my you. first answer. Well, now well, you're taking me way off track. All I want you to do, all I'm asking you to do, is to tell me now, your thoughts you about all this Smith. I don't want to say no more. How about you okay. go on? I don't want to say Just no mute him. Mute him. Because you took me mute off track him. of what I was going to say. All I'm trying to get you from you totally is your thoughts track. about the player. The player. I understand your thoughts I about the NFL. I was giving you my thoughts on the player, Slim, and then you stopped me. You, I had something you, I was trying to say. Well, you know, then then just don't say it. Because all I'm asking you right, is then, how do you right, feel about I all the – You said – Just go on then. Well, just go on then. thank you. Just go on. Just Just let it go. So, no, you yeah, let it go. Your thoughts. You just go on. Mute them. Mute them. Mute them or hang up on them. I don't care. Either way, I don't need that. You know Jerry. what? You're right. I don't need it either. Chuck. Jerry. 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 I'm not the yeah. I'm not the muting type of guy, man. I'm really. I'm really not. But Jerry, it is not about you being a muting type. It's not about you being a muting type. That has nothing to do with it. Your thoughts. I'm listening. Well, Alden Smith, uh, you know, I don't know, man. I mean, he's had three DUIs, if you include this one. He's been constantly in, in trouble with the law. 
if 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 San Francisco 49ers are are um sincere um then it just like Mikel was saying it's it's really a conflict in my opinion um because um he uh got cut maybe they didn't like the answers that he gave him and he wasn't owning up to whatever what, what took place and they figured that uh, we can't have this distraction anymore and and we we were going to support you but you can't be a member of this team it it's it's I'm at a conflict here. I think the the coach really, because he he I, I think at one point he was his position coach, so he knows Alden Smith um, pretty well, very well. I mean, he's been around the team forever. I'm talking about the the coach, um, and now he's a head coach, and I think he really cares about people. Now, if you've ever watched an interview that he had with Steve uh, Mariucci that took place within the last week. The coach, uh, the head coach, said the normal normal coaches say there are three phases uh, in football: offense, defense, and special teams. He he told Steve Mari, Mariucci, and this is before the all the Smith stuff happened. He has four phases of football. I don't know if you heard this or not. He has the, the standard um, offense, defense, and special teams, and the last one is life. What happens between when these guys leave the uh, um, facility at five or six o'clock, whenever whenever it is, and whenever they come back the next morning, they have to deal with life. And he uh, uh, tries to be an integral part in that part of uh, um, their football uh, career. So he has four phases that he deals with 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 guys. Day in and day out. Offense, defense, special teams, and life. And it's it's apropos that this this took place uh, this past couple days, which has to do with the fourth phase. What he was talking about on life. So, um, I'm I'm just saying. Okay, I mean that's fine. But what what do you think? About Alden Smith, that that's that's the. I think he's. I think I think I think he's a lost soul, man. I think he's a lost soul. Um, I think he's got some issues, obviously, and just like a lot of other guys that have issues that get money quick. Like I don't say quick, but get big, get a lot of money. Um, what's the saying? Um, um, I'm trying to say what. what the saying is, um, with with the uh, um, I know the last part. Great responsibility. Yes, yes. Okay. So, and so a lot of these guys, they got a, 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 a lot of name recognition for what they've done on the field, and quite naturally, when that happens, they uh, get a, a, a lot of money, um, and. Some people just aren't built for success. Some people just aren't built for success. If you can understand what I'm saying, uh, it, well, it yeah, frightens them. You. It frightens them, and sometimes they, they don't think they may be worthy of it. So they do destructive things to put put them 
and it sounds crazy, keep them in a comfort zone. And the comfort zone is them uh, always failing, at, failing uh, at, with, 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 with whatever. And I think that may be Alden Smith's um, M.O. I'm well, not saying. You know, I, Go ahead. I, I, I'm glad. No, I, I'm glad you said that because that leads me to what I was trying to get to. Right. We have a, a prime example of Ricky Williams. Mm-hmm. He, he himself, he's expressed these same type of, of behaviors. And it took him, I don't know how long to realize it and how many chances in the NFL to realize that he doesn't need football to feel, you know, that he is who he is. But the mindset that these players have, how do they deal with it? The, the anxiety of it. And I, I'm, I don't know what Alden Smith's, you know, issue is. I have no idea. I can only say there's speculation of this, speculation of that. Because I'm not Alden Smith. Alden Smith hasn't called in and talked to us. So I can't talk about him in the light of this is fact. I can only say what speculated, speculative uh, things are. And speaking and, of talking, your cousin hung up. Um, fine with that. So when you oh, look at, well, I mean, there's two things here. I'm running a show. I'm not running mm-hmm. a, a, a cursing, yelling at the host I understand. Or, I understand. or stuff like that. And I understand. If I, if I, no, no, because you said I'm not the muting type, dude. That's 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 the wrong answer, dude. Especially what? going where he was going. going I understand. Going, I understand. And that was that was just rude. That was just rude and inconsiderate and all that. I mean, I don't want even want him back on the show. He can come on the master plan or whatever, but he ain't coming back on here. Not like okay. that. Okay. Not like that. So anyway, the point that I'm getting to with these guys is you have and I had a whole way I was going to move this into the next subject matter. Mm-hmm. You look at a guy like Alex Haley, who's going into the Hall of Fame. He's going to the Hall of Fame. But he had some of these same issues. He didn't like the press. He was very violent. He had some issues off the field that caused him to be blackballed by a lot of teams. And how long did it take him to get into the Hall of Fame? Even though everybody in their mama knew he deserved to go before Warren Sapp. He deserved to go before uh, uh, um, John Randall and some other folks. But because of his issues, it stopped him from getting that recognition that he deserved. Now, I'm not saying change who you are. I'm not saying that at all. And if these organizations do care for you like they're supposed to, like they say they do, they'll get you to help. That's what, and I've said this time and time. I hate the Dallas Cowboys, but Jerry Jones has one of the best infrastructures for players that I've ever seen. So, so does the San Francisco 49ers. But that's a huge family, family organization. Huge family you know, organization. It is, it is, but at the same time, their philosophy has changed with ownership and general managers. I don't know about that. Look, well, look, look how many chances they gave Alden Smith and, and kept him on the team. Who, what other, there's, there's a lot of teams that uh, Alden Smith wouldn't, wouldn't have been on there, regardless of how good he is, because of too many issues. But he's had 
multiple, multiple, not just three DUIs and and other things. Oh, um, I know, I know. Uh, I think at least five. I could be could be shortchanging them. And and any one of those, <clears throat> in in recently up until this point, they could have said we've had enough. And uh, it took it took this, and it took a meeting. To finally realize that maybe Alden Alden Smith wasn't in denial, or there was something that triggered this release. Um. So, but to go well, to suppose, but supposedly, but supposedly, from what you what I understand, that they're still going to support him and try to help him, regardless if he plays for the organization or not. So, um. Now, I, I well, that's that's the outward. I mean, that's the one thing I, I can do with what he said. You know, they're playing the political game. These are the mm-hmm. types of things that that I would say for my job. Mm-hmm. Going well, what they're going to do with the with the person is send right. them to treatment for a couple months and then remove them from the organization. That I mean, I understand that. That is basic mm-hmm. because that's the way you have to give that persona so to speak that you care about the player or the or the individual when you really i mean it's to them it's all about money and it's all about their image and i I understand that but i'm not going to put the the total blame on a person's personality or their or their lack of character on an organization the organization does foster certain you know behaviors Okay, but at the same time, at the same time, that individual is solely responsible for what he or she does. Oh, absolutely! He's a, gr- I mean, he's a, gr- he's a grown ass man. You're right. Ex- so, I can't sit here and blame an entire organization or company for the behavior <clears throat> of several individuals. That's just like saying when the Arizona Cardinals come to town, or or they come to wherever, and that female assistant coach is on the sideline, and all you hear is all these sexist chants, and Arizona doesn't do anything about it. You know, that's saying, okay, well, they don't—they hired her, but they don't care. No. It's like, okay, fine. She's a head coach, or she's an assistant coach in the NFL, as well as the, the one uh, that uh, Popovich hired. She right. knew some of the issues that were coming down the pike. How does she deal with it? Now, we're going to put things in place to try to help her, you know, with the transition of how people are going to deal. But at the same time, there are some things that she understood when she took the role. Now it's up to her to decide whether or not she wants to maintain this, knowing the thought process of other people. And that's my thing with Alden Smith. You said it yourself. DUI. took him back time after time after time. You know, uh, they cared about him. But at the same time, what did he do in the interim, he did a great uh, a McDonald. Well, um, that charge is a lie. You know, the truth will come out. Da 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 da. But dude, you put yourself back in a similar situation to hurt yourself. Personal responsibility—that's the Republican in me. Personal responsibility. You know, if you can't accept that, why am I even going to try to help you anymore? Why? Because you think that that you deserve it, or be, or we owe it to you? No, I all I owe you is an opportunity to perform. Once you perform, 
okay, if you need help and it's expressed, then it becomes my responsibility as the owner, as the as the coach or whoever to give that to you as much as you're willing to accept. And for players like Justin Blackman, you know, Josh Gordon, uh, uh, and Alden Smith, players like that, that aren't getting that help, seeking that help, or accepting that help, all of them are going to be a Ricky Williams. They're not. Ricky Williams is a highly intelligent individual who dealt with a disorder of, of you know, with, with people in a very similar fashion, whereas he dropped out of society, became a piehead, lived in a shack, then traveled the world on his own dime, because he was wise with his money or whatever, and became a better person. I don't think we have a lot of success stories like that. I really don't. There's not too many guys that uh, uh, come that, that come back um, from that. Meaning they no. they go they go away, and um, you think that they're they're going to be a lost soul, and pretty much they find themselves and they come back a better person. Yeah, it's not, you're not going to find too many. Like no, that that's what I'm saying. You, you're not going to find too many like that. Uh, football players, you're not. You're not. But um, that leads us to our top ten. That leads us to our top ten. So, um, without further ado, you know, I want to say a few things about players in the NFL, especially at the position we're talking about, because Alden Smith was a linebacker. You play a very violent sport. There's a chance that there, that there will be some sort of uh, some sort of damage to you physically and mentally. There will be. How you deal with it or how you assess it are two totally different um, beasts. Some actually seek help because they recognize it. Others, they just let it go. For a couple of these guys I'm about to mention in my top ten, they had to deal with adversity over the past couple of seasons. And hopefully they'll come back. I know for a fact JT might not even – he might agree with my number four, but he's going to say my number four shouldn't be number four. So I want, to, I want you to keep that in mind, JT, and the listeners out there. IDPs, individual defensive players at the linebacker position. Number 10, I have Paul Puzlesny. Now, up until last year when Paul got hurt, he was a tackling machine. Let me go over some 2010, 103 solo tackles. He followed that up with a, with a uh, poor performance in 2011 uh, with 69, 2012, 106, 2013, 121. And last year, in the season, he only played seven games and he got hurt, 47. But the man finds the football. He finds the football. He tore his pectoral muscle. And for a linebacker, you can't be running around, you know, tackling people with a, a, a brace or anything like that on with your pectoral muscle because you're tackling with your chest and your shoulders. It's not going to be pretty at all. So he ended his, his career, not his career, his season last year 
on IR, and I have him at number 10 coming back because I think that Paul is going to bounce back strong. Now, they lost their number one overall pick last and Mr. Poe, um, and not Dante Poe, um, who's a kid out of, out of Florida State that uh, Jacksonville drafted, and he tore his ACL the first practice. I can't remember his name. Oh, I know you're talking about. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't remember his name either, but I, I know you're talking about. Sorry about that. Sorry. <clears throat> right. right. I mean, um, but the, pro- the point that I'm making is even without a whole bunch of stars, Jacksonville has always been a great defense. Paul plus Lesney has always been an excellent uh, linebacker. That's why I have him at number 10, not because of his reputation, but because I believe even though he's older, he's going to still perform at a high level in that defense. Paul plus Lesney, my number 10. Your thoughts, JT? Don't, don't see him in another 10. Excuse me, don't see him in the, number, in the 10 position. And I don't think he's the best uh, linebacker on that team. Um, I think Telvin Smith is the better linebacker on that team. Um, and, and I think uh, going forward, you probably see that. Uh, you probably don't know who that is, Telvin Smith. But yes, I, um, um, I think he's a better linebacker than Paul Plusny. Yeah, whatever. Get his name right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. Paul P, how's that? Um, so no, no, no. You tell me. You like Pozlesny? Pozlesny. Thank you very much. Okay. Close enough. So, so I, I think Telvin Smith's the better linebacker right now than than Pozlesny. So, um, and I don't even see either either one of them in the top ten. So, there's someone different I have in the top ten on a different team. Um, Go ahead. Give it. Give us your your number ten. I have uh, Jelani Jenkins from Miami. I like Jelani. That's, that's, like who I, that, that's who I have sitting at number 10. I think that you're right. Our, our, our 10 through 1 uh, are probably going to differ. Uh, so it is what it is. But I have Jelani Jenkins, uh, which I think is a better linebacker than um, Paz Lesney, than, uh, uh And I have uh, him at uh, 13. Paul P. All right. have happened. So. Okay. Well, another guy coming off injury, because my, my, my bottom three of my top ten are coming off injury. I'll just put it out there. Okay. Is, is on a team that we just got finished talking about. And right now, oh. he is going to be – yeah, I know. He is going to be the only land shark on the team. I don't can't – I don't count Antoine Bethay because he's a strong safety. Um, but these two guys, Antoine Bethay and Navarro Bowman, no way, are, are going to be the heart and soul of that defense that's going to be on the field a lot. And I know Navarro's coming off a horrendous injury. I know that. However... However, I think he's going to come out to prove a serious point. Um, he suffered a, a terrible injury over a year ago. Terrible. We all saw it on TV uh, during the NFC. Uh, 
Excuse me. I apologize. NFC Championship game. I do apologize about that. I'm tired as I don't know what. Um, but I think Navarro Bowman comes back and racks up over 100 tackles this year. You know, it's something about that system. I know you can't just plug and play certain people, but when you have that player, when you have that player that that just fits and makes it work, he he's going to show up. And when he shows up, he's coming with gangbusters. Navarro Bowman, my number nine. And I heard you say, oh, no, so that tells me you definitely disagree with him uh, at number nine or even in my top ten. So take it away, JT, your thoughts. You there? I'm here. Go ahead. Um, I don't agree him with be him being number nine. No way. I think he's higher, believe it believe it or not. Oh, okay. I know he, okay. I know, I know he's right. coming off a, a devastating injury, but I think he's a lot higher than uh number nine. Um I have somebody else and I thought you were gonna talk about this guy coming off an injury, um, going against one of your arch rivals. Uh I'm not I going against number but, eight. I so I have eight. I have uh Sean Lee. Um oh, as nice. a number nine as a number nine uh, uh linebacker. Um uh People have a tendency because he's been hurt um, that they forget about this guy. But this guy's a beast when he's when he's actually on the field and playing. And I I, I think uh, he's healthy. Um, and I think uh, he's going to make his uh, presence known in that Dallas defense again, like he always is when he's able to uh, um, uh, play. So I have number nine as a Sean Lee from the Dallas Cowboys. You know, I do have Sean Lee listed as honorable mention only because he hasn't proven that he can stay healthy enough. But when he's on the field, when he's on the field, he's a beast. The problem is he and Rolando McClain can't make plays together all the daggone time. Rolando's out for the first four weeks of the season. By that time, Sean Lee will probably be injured again. However, if he is not, I can see him in the top ten. I have him as our honorable mention. If he plays a whole season, he will definitely be a top 10 player, in my opinion. Um, so I can't disagree with you there. But um, at the same time, I have to caution everybody. You get what you pay for with Sean Lee. Reckless tackling machine who can intercept the ball. He probably has some of the best hands as a linebacker yep. uh, that I've seen in quite some time. You have something you want to say? No, I said, yep. I said, yeah. So, Sean Lee is your number nine, which is fine. Now, yep. I thought you were going to bring up this guy um, who I think is going to be a monster again, um, playing for his old college coach. Got traded for the shady one uh, out of Buffalo coming off an ACL injury. Talking about Kiko Alonso. Now, some people might say, ain't no way Kiko Alonso is going to come back and, and destroy uh, in the NFC East because Michael Kendricks, you know, took that spot and he solidified it. Michael Kendricks is on the last year of his rookie contract. And I understand that he's a, he's a very good player. But Kiko Alonso is a beast. Let me, let, let me tell you 
a little bit about Kiko. As a rookie in a Buffalo defense, he led them in tackles. He actually could have been rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, if not for Luke Coochley. Now, you bring him back to a system that he flourished in in college, which made him a number – I think he was a first-round draft pick, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I do um, believe so. And you surround him around some decent talent because don't get it don't get it twisted. Philly has decent talent on defense. It's just they're on the field so long, it seems like they, they suck. But you put him in the middle – Followed by Michael uh, Jenkins at uh, at safety. You got a good two three uh, combo. It's just their number one. Who's that defensive tackle slash nose tackle that's gonna make the difference? I don't know. I can't tell you. But at the same time, oh Carlos Jenkins, duh. Um, but you put Kiko right there and Michael Kendricks right there beside him. That's a powerful duel. I believe Kiko Alonso is going to step up and show out and be that dog uh, again this year for Philadelphia. That's why I have him ranked number eight overall in the linebacking core in the NFL. Once a week. Your take, JT. Well, I'm uh, not thinking Kiko Alonso is in the top ten. He's right outside my top ten. In fact, I have Kiko Alonso eleven. And I have Michael Kendricks, number 12. So um, who I have in at the number eight position is uh, C.J. Mosley. I don't know where you have him, Ooh. if you have him in the top 10, but C.J. Mosley, I, I think he, he's, he's number eight. Um, like, I, like you said, I premised it earlier when we first uh, got on this show that I'm probably going to disagree with a lot of uh, your <laughs> top 10, and, it, and, and it's holding true. So. Well, listen, I think CJ is a little better than what you're giving him credit for, um, especially in that Ravens defense, you know, um, mm-hmm. which doesn't have much to clamor about, especially since CJ did all that he did last year. And Derek Smith, um, he, he had a pretty good year, too. Mm-hmm. So with CJ breaking out like that, I think he's going to be a little better than number eight. Let's move on to my number seven. My number seven is Alec Ogletree um, from the Rams. Uh, This young man is a phenomenal player. Now, Mr. Ogletree, uh, past couple years, has done very well for himself. 95 solo tackles, 84 solo solo tackles. Um, He's forcing fumbles, uh, again, the last couple years. Six forced fumbles, four forced fumbles. He's uh, around the ball a lot. Uh, one interception uh, in 2014, uh, excuse me, one interception in 2013, two interceptions in uh, 2014. But at the same time, this kid, um, he, he's under Greg Williams. And it's going to, he's going to be a spotlight guy. He's going to be coming out of Georgia you know, where they used to be running back you or um, they had some good linebackers as well. Ogletree is is a throwback of that type, except he has hands. He's a hard hitter, as you can tell, six force fumbles and four force fumbles. Um, 
and a ton of tackles, solo tackles. That's not even saying, you know, his combined totals. He's around the ball. Um, and I think you would do well to get him if you could. Um, Alec Ogletree, my number seven linebacker, individual defensive player. Who you got, JT? Well, I'm looking at a guy coming out of um, um, the DMV area from your team. Um, uh-huh. I'm thinking that I'm thinking of uh, the number seven guy uh, of it, it being uh, Keenan Robinson. I like that. Um, that's who I like at number seven. Um, I think uh, he's going to improve on what he did last year with 70 tackles. Um, 33 assists, two and a half sacks, and a uh, interception. I think he's definitely going to um, improve on that and uh, be worthy of that number seven ranking that I'm giving him. You know, he's like another Sean Lee. I'll be quite honest with you. I love his abilities. Um, he made Perry Riley somewhat irrelevant last year because he finally got on the field. And he was around the ball a lot. Um, the problem is he kept getting injured. And if you keep getting injured at linebacker, your career is not going to be that long. Um, I would love, I would love for for him to be that guy and be that highly touted linebacker. I just don't know. I just. I have to see these guys practice like how they beat up on the uh on the Texans earlier today, you know, just one. Come on, stop it, stop it, <laughs> stop but, it. I, I mean, hey, it is what it is. That's probably it, why you have ranked. And it isn't. You saw, it isn't. You saw how hard he hit he hit him in the fight. So there you go. Anyway, um I like Keenan, but I don't have him in my top ten. Um I have him in my top fifteen. You'd be sure uh, saying. Actually, I have, him, uh, I have him in my top 20, not my top 15. You should be ashamed, but that's okay. That's okay. I, I still love him. I still love him. Not right, that my much. Number six, whatever. My <laughs> number six guy, my number six guy, he's um, he's got a contract. He's got a contract, and he's playing on a team that is exceptionally gifted on the defensive side of the ball. Exceptionally gifted. Uh, I'm talking about Bobby Wagner. What? Bobby Wagner's. Yes. You have him at six? Oh my yes. God. Oh my God. You're bad. Just be quiet. Whatever. You're bad. Bobby, I, I might be, but this is what I see. All right, Bobby Wagner, we saw how valuable he was uh, when he missed a couple of games last year. And the defense of that, uh, well, excuse me, the run defense for Seattle uh, wasn't too sharp. It wasn't as good as it had been over the years. Bobby came back, and guess what? That run defense and that total defense stepped up and showed out. Now, why do I have him at number six as opposed to number three or, or number two, whatever? I, I think that's where Jerry has him. Um, the only reason why I have him at number six is because he got paid. I'm not saying he's going to slow down. I'm not saying he's going to be a slacker. But, but, because he got paid – Cam Chancellor's holding out. And since Cam Chancellor's holding out, I don't know when he's going to come back. He should come back because he, he's under contract. Um, and he's just trying to get his deal reworked. But uh, 
I don't think Bobby's going to have that many tackles to make this year. I think that LOB, Legion of Boom, is going to get severely tested on the left side. I think teams are going to start throwing to that left cornerback. Is Richard left or right? I think Richard is right. Richard is uh, Sherman is the right cornerback, if I'm not mistaken. So they're going to throw a lot to that area. So either Earl Thomas or Cam Chancellor is going to have a lot of duty over there. And Bobby Wagner cannot cover a tight end. You saw that when Gronkowski destroyed him in the Super Bowl. Um, he can tackle. But if you put somebody with size and speed on him, he's not going to do that well. Uh, however, he does get around the ball a lot. Um, will he get around as much as he did last year and the year before? I don't think so. Uh, but with that being said, I still have him ranked number six overall on my list of uh, top ten IDP linebackers. Uh, if you get him, you're golden. But I don't think he's going to have the same type of production that he's had over the past couple of years. A slight dip. Not a major dip, but a slight dip. Um, you are selling these guys short. Now, this is a guy with a high motor. This is a guy that's one of the heart and souls of that defense. This is a guy, regardless of if he got paid or not, it's going to play the same way. Um, and to have him at number six, in my opinion, I'm, I'm, you're doing a disservice. Um, I have him higher rate, rate ranked than sixth. Um, and, and for the, the same reason that you um, brought out, when he was in, in there, the defense suffered a lot, especially on the run defense, suffered a lot. When he came back, the old Legion of uh, Doom, or Boom, or whatever you want to call him, was, it was their old selves again. He's the heart and soul of that defense. And um, he's worthy of a higher ranking than number six. Six is high. It's in the middle. Of, it's about in the middle of uh, the top ten, but he's definitely worthy of a, a higher seed, a ranking than six. The guy I have ranked number six is out of New England, uh, Jamie Collins. Ah. So um, that's who I have at number six, and uh, I think he, he's worthy of number number six. He, he's he's he's. Uh, um, I think he's only going to get better. Um, he better because the New England Patriots <laughs> um, defense needs uh, players to step up since they lost uh, a lot of their back end um, and they lost uh, Vince Wolfork. Uh, I think they, yep. they, they need their linebackers to step up. And Jamie Collins, I think, is going to be one of those. You know, I like Jamie Collins, but I don't like him in my top ten for all the reasons you just said. You know, they let Mayo go. I mean, not Mayo, not Gerard Mayo. Um, was it Spikes that they just released because he got arrested? Yeah. It was one of those cats. Um, he was a free agent anyway. Yep. Um, but at the same time, you've got uh, Ninkovich on one side, you've got Jones on the other side rushing, and then you've got the inside linebackers, Jamie Collins, is one of those cats that yes, he deserves to be mentioned in 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 the uh, in the whole um, nexus of of it all, but I just don't see him. I just don't see him being that dog um, because I, I really think that the Patriots defense isn't going to be that well. 
they're not going to do that well. And I was able to get into the uh, into the into the room, my friend. So everything's back up the way it's supposed to be. Uh, with that being said, um, now the guy that you have ranked a little lower that I have a little higher, I have C.J. Mosley at number five. Why do I have C.J. Mosley at number five? All because yeah, of the things I said. Daryl Smith had a beast year last year. But C.J. Mosley had an even better year. I want you to listen to these numbers, right? This is his first year out of college. 88 solo tackles, three sacks, one forced fumble, and two interceptions. 16 games he played, all 16. C.J. Mosley is going to rock the house. I want, you, I want everybody to understand what I'm saying here. I, I think I said Derek Smith earlier. I meant Daryl Smith. Um, but C.J. Mosley is this guy that he's in a good system, a very good system. Now, you got to remember, Haloti Nada, he was there part of the time last year, and Mosley did this with and without him in the lineup. They don't have Haloti Nada anymore. Um, the Ravens don't. I'm not even sure who their nose tackle is anymore. But at the same time, their linebacking core is the best part of their defense. Secondary is suspect. Defensive line is, eh, without Suggs on the outside and um, not McPhee. Yeah, it is McPhee. I thought McPhee, yeah, did McPhee go to Chicago? I think he went to Chicago. But um, Doomerville, I'm sorry, Doomerville and Suggs on the outside. I don't even have those cats ranked. You might want to draft them because of their names and what they've done in the past. But they're not draftable, in my opinion, because they're specialty guys. They're speed rushers. They're not around the ball. C.J. Mosley is going to be around the ball quite a bit, him and Daryl Smith. And when you look at them, they're going to be like, oh, wow, you're right. J.T. has them ranked lower. I have them ranked a little higher. Um, But C.J. Mosley is my number five guy. Get him if you can. JT. How about this guy? 118 tackles, 32 assists. Um, one and a half, uh, excuse me, one interception and uh, two and a half sacks. Talking about a guy out of Detroit. We're talking about oh, DeAndre Levy. He is my number five guy. Uh, and I think he's only going to repeat what he did in 2014. I got to disagree. I disagree. Um, I have this honorable mention. Uh, remember last week we went over defensive players, defensive linemen? Well, I'm listening. here's the deal. Here's the deal. I think DeAndre uh, Levy is a product of the pressure that Sue – and Darius, um, Marcel Darius, got on the quarterback with Ziggy Ansah. He's a good drop-back linebacker, but I think teams are going to run extremely hard against Detroit. I understand Detroit has uh, Haloti Nada, and he's no pushover. 
but he's no Sue and Darius together. 118 tackles. 118 tackles. I got it. Brother, he's around the ball. I was high high on, uh, on Levy the past couple years, and he was great. But I really think Detroit's defense is going to just, you know, really, really falter. I really think that Matt Stafford is going to have to throw the ball a lot this year because that defense is going to give up a lot of points. I really think that. Um, I might be wrong. I don't think I am, but I might be. So, I mean, that's why I have Levy outside of my top ten because I think his production is going to fall off just like Anza's is going to fall off. Uh, that's how impactful Sue is along with Marcel Darius. Wow, we're, uh, we're 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 disagreeing disagreeing greatly here. Well, I told you that. I told you that. Yeah. We might yeah. not disagree on number one, but we're going to disagree on some other ones. Now, this one I'm quite sure you probably don't even have on your radar. Uh, but I have been number four. Now, this dude is a tackling machine. Unfortunately, last year he had a uh, Achilles tendon issue, and uh, his season was ended prematurely. But you have Tomba Ali and Chris Houston on the outside, and then you have Derek Johnson in the middle. This guy is consistently, except for last year, in the top five of linebackers since he's been in the league. Since he's been in the league, and I understand he's coming off an injury, and you know he might be a little slower, but his instincts are still solid. He puts his nose where the ball is. Derek Johnson, Kansas City Chiefs, is coming back now. Eric Berry has been cleared to practice. He had lymph, uh, you know, spots on his chest for lymphoma. Let Eric Berry come back. Let him come back. And Derek Johnson be back. Chris Houston had a hell of a year last year, along with Tamba Ali. And you put Derek Johnson back in the middle of that mix. Oh my goodness. Kansas City would have an awesome defense yet again. Now, like I said, JT might not even have him listed, but I've got Derek Johnson as my number four overall IDP, JT. No way. No how. I know. No, absolutely <laughs> not. The one I have at number four, you had at number nine, I think it was. Um, I think it was number nine. Uh, maybe number eight. Um, I have Navarro Bowman. Um, yes. he, quite nasty. He's coming off a devastating injury, but he's going to be the man. There's no more Patrick Willis. No, there's no more Chris Borland. It's Navarro Bowman's show. Um, and I think he's going to come back with a vengeance and be the anchor in the middle of that defense. So that's who I have at number four, without a doubt. Well, I mean, hey, listen, as I said, I have a lot of guys on this list that are coming off an injury, but they're ballers. So, you know, I can see him being in the top four. I can't. Will he be? I don't think so, because there's nothing around him to help him. And teams are going to throw a lot on San Fran. They are. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. However, with that being said, let's move on to number three. For me, um, 
It's nine minutes left of the show, live mm-hmm. of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, my number three guy, also coming off of injury, um, and hopefully, hopefully, and I said this last week when we talked about one of his teammates, talking about Carlos Dunlap and, and Geno Atkins, um, those who act right, Vontez Burefit is going to get right. Vontez is one of those guys that if you play ball, he's going to smack you in the face. He's going to find the ball. He's going to be a hawk in your quarterback's face. Like I said, you might not agree with me, but I think Vontez Buford is set for a bounce-back year. Well, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. You think Vontez Buford... Is better than Bobby Wagner? Overall, yeah. Oh my God! Wow. Overall, I do. Wow. Listen, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Both of them are run stuffers. Both of them are. But if you put Bobby Wagner in the same system that Buford's in, he's not as as good as Buford. But if you put Buford in the same position that Bobby Wagner's in in Seattle. Buford is a household name. Wow. There's, there's your difference. Wow. There's your difference. Wow. There's no Legion of Boom in Cincinnati, but people still know about Von. Hello? 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 Can you hear me, JT? Yeah, you're breaking up. I was saying, I was saying that Montez Buford did not have, uh, you know, all the minutes up in Seattle, you know. But I think Buford is going to be better than him uh, this year coming up because in his rookie year he was better than Bobby Wagner. So we'll see what happens. I have Bobby. You have Bonte Buford at number three. I I don't. I have him um, uh, in the lower half of my top twenty. Um, I have Bobby Wagner at number three. Wow, okay. big difference That's there. Fine. Big difference. Yeah, one has a stellar defense, and one doesn't, but still produces. Big difference. But we'll see. Wow, we'll see. We shall see. My number two guy. And this is where we should be agreeing number two and number one, um, mm-hmm. interchangeable, but we'll see what happens here. Um, my number two guy is Levante David. Oh, what? finally we agree on something. <laughs> Whatever. It's been, that- it's been that type of day. All right, Levante David. <laughs> he, this guy is a tackling machine on yep. a team that's going to the cover two that accentuates his abilities. Mm-hmm. Now, Gerald McCoy, you know, is not the same guy he was a couple of years ago, but he's still a force. And you put him in a Lovey Smith um, system, and you saw what he did last year. You saw what he did last year. I don't need to go yep. over Levante David's stats. He was a beast. He And prior to Lovey Smith coming there, he was already good. Now he's gotten better. 
I think Levante David is going to be even. All right, people. Victor has just dropped off. Um, hopefully, it comes back. I lost him. Hopefully, he comes back. He said he's hoping Levante David comes back and, and um, uh, playing lights out. Um, he is one hell of a uh, linebacker for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, and uh, he'll, he'll be a, a strong choice to uh, maybe take over that number one spot from um, – who I think uh, Vic is going to Vic is going to name the number one, uh, but right now uh, we're on the number two, and quite naturally, that is uh, uh, Levante David. Um, let me bring Vic back in here. I'm already okay. In. I'm already okay. In. All right. But uh, go ahead and finish talking about Levante David. I apologize. I don't know what happened. Well, I'm saying Levante David, um, it's, it's going to be a tackling machine, just like you were saying. And you can fin- finish your thought. Oh, I was just saying, you know, the system, it'll be a second year in the system, and uh, it's a system built around the middle linebacker. So whatever he does, he'll be productive doing it. Um, it's going to be hard to stop Levante David from getting around the ball. So we shall see what happens with him there. Okay. All right. Well, number mm-hmm. one, and right. I, I would hope that we, that we agree on this, and my number one is Luke Coochley, uh out of Carolina. No-brainer. Again, I'm, yeah, a no-brainer in my book. He can cover uh, running backs, he can cover tight ends, and he makes tackles left and right. Um, this kid is an awesome specimen. Um, Carolina did the right thing when they drafted him in the first round. I think he was number seven or number eight overall. Yep, yep. Um, he's a guy that you can build your defense around. Because without Greg Hardy last year, there wasn't, you know, they had, they weren't as good as they were in the past with the pressure and mm-hmm. stuff like that. They had Ely come in and do a very good job. But that mean that meant Coochley was gonna have to cover more and make more tackles. And what did he do? He did. Coochley came in and did it. He had a quiet year because it wasn't that big bad Panther defense anymore, but it was he was consistent. And I believe Coochley is going to be that uh much better this year, going into his third season as an NFL player and uh be the leader of that defense is he if he already isn't jt well i I have to agree with you i mean it's not too much more i can say about him because uh um it's obvious um how how much of a bc is on it on the on in the carolina defense heart and soul heart and soul that defense man he he's uh the energizer bunny he's all over the place um uh when it comes to being on the defense He's all over the place. Sure is, sure is. All right, well, um, we've got about two minutes left to lie there. So what I'm going to do real quick is go over my honorable mentions. Uh, and JT, real quick, give me some responses on your honorable mentions or the people uh, in your top ten and some folks you might want to put in there. And uh, then we're going to close the show. 
So I have Paul Worley, excuse me, Warlow out of Atlanta. Uh, Axis sitting at my number 11. I think he's, he'll be a, a good pickup if you can get him. Uh, we already mentioned uh, DeAndre Levy and Michael Kendricks. I like both of them. Um, the problem is that I just think they're they're going to be victims of their systems and players that are, are no longer there or are coming back. Um, I like Curtis Lofton as well. He's a guy that uh, is underrated. And if I'm not mistaken, um, he led the Saints in tackles last year. And, uh, you know, he's in a, a, a system that works for him. Now, will Rob Ryan, you know, utilize him even more this year? I don't know. We'll see. We already mentioned Sean Lee, who I think has potential to be top 10 if he stays healthy. But a guy that I really want you to pay close attention to He's a rush specialist, or he was a rush specialist last year, but I think he's going to be outstanding this year and uh, turn a lot of heads is Anthony Barr. I love Mike Zimmer and his scheme. Um, you talked about it uh, last week when you uh, talked about Evans, the defensive tackle. Uh, Everson Griffin or something like that, I can't remember his name. Um, we talked about how good he was last year. Man, and how the system worked for him, well, I think the same thing's going to happen for Mr. Anthony Barr. I'm not saying make him your first overall pick or anything like that, but what I'm saying is, not first overall, but your first defensive uh, linebacker uh, pick, but I do think if you pick him, you will not be disappointed as like your number two or you know number three linebacker. Take a chance on him. You won't be disappointed. Real quick, JT, what you got? I got a guy that I saw last year. I think last year was his rookie year, if I'm not mistaken, that I like a lot, and I think he's only going to get better. Um, he's part of that young um, and, and potentially um, quicker defense from Pittsburgh. I'm talking about Ryan Shazier. Uh, I like him. Um, I, I like him a lot. And uh, also um, Danny Trevathian from uh, Denver. That's just a couple names that, I, that I'm looking at. Um, and probably maybe targeting because I normally don't uh, jump on um, IDPs in my drafts uh, in the leagues that I, I, I IDPs are involved. I wait uh, quite a bit uh, longer than most people on my IDPs because I concentrate on my offensive side. And, and last, last person I want to talk about before we get out of here, Ryan Kerrigan. Young man just signed an extension with the Redskins. He and Keenan Robinson – are very key to that defense. Kerrigan has proven that he can, you know, make plays left and right. Um, and that's another guy I would look out for as well. Maybe not in the top 20 because of the um, the lack of tackling that he has, but he makes plays, play after play after play. So think about that next time uh, when you're doing your fantasy draft and you have IDPs involved. Um I think you you won't be disappointed in in the listing. Now, JT and I have two different ones. I have no problem posting his, but I surely will be posting mine over at spotonradios.com. Again, at spotonradios.com. If you have comments or, you know, something like uh, your top ten, you can send that information to uh, fantasy sports and politics at 
spotonradios.com. That's our email address, fantasy sports and politics at spotonradios.com. Also, if you want to reach JT, you can send him an email at Plan and crew show at spotonradios.com. We'll take all the information we can and we'll compare it with to what we have. So with that being said, JT, I'll give you closing uh, remarks and then we're going to get out of here. Alright, people. Um, football season is upon us. Um, the real games, uh, not the real games, but preseason game starts tomorrow, including uh, Hall of Fame. I'm going to be talking about both of those um, along with um, and anything that pertains to football that's come up between now and then. Um, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the master plan. That's all be there. All right. You might have a guest on that show. Uh, huh. I don't know if they're coming back here ever again. We'll see. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> no comment. No comment. Yeah, but you're an instigator. No, I'm not. No, I wasn't. I, I no, no, I wasn't. No, I Whatever. wasn't. <laughs> Whatever. But you gotta love your your your, your family. You gotta love your family, even though sometimes yep. Yep. they they hurt they hurt you more than they they help. You. <laughs> so he had no idea if I had a sponsor listening or not, but doesn't matter, does it? No. Nope. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> But it should. That's that's the point. It should. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to Fantasy Sports Politics Saturday Edition. It's me, it's me, it's your boy, Mr. FSP, along with JTAT and Money. We will see you next week when we break down IDPs in the secondary. And we'll talk about the first couple games of the preseason. Uh, if you haven't joined your drafts, or if you haven't paid for your drafts, you should do so. I know JT has to pay for one of mine, and he said he'd do it by today, so I'm going to check later on and find out if he did it or not. Oh, it won't be All today. Right. It, won't, it, won't, it definitely won't be today. Oh my I, did, I didn't realize it said this week, but it won't be t- t- today. You're killing me. It's coming. Killing it's coming. Me. It's coming. But you're, you're supposed to be the daggone, um, uh, what do you call it, treasurer, so you better start okay. collecting from these other folks as well. All right. Okay. Um, we'll get this stuff taken care of. All right. We're out of here. See you guys uh, next Saturday. Bye-bye. Fantasy sports and policy. You want to talk back. You in the right place. So take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got to live. You know I got mine. But there's like 50 yeah. other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller, please. And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree. We talking fantasy, sports, and politics.